Thanks for listening. This is Brian Hurley from Business Performance Improvement. The podcast, Lean Six Sigma Bursts, are short lessons, comments, Q&A, and insights. If you have a question, send your question through the Anchor app, and we might feature you on a future episode. Or contact me at biz-pi.com. I've got a couple events coming up soon, so I wanted to share an article I put together a couple years ago. It's called Why I Like Using the Ideal State Mapping Approach. So during value stream mapping or process mapping events, I'll facilitate a team through the current state map of the process to obviously understand the problems and the wastes and the opportunities in the process. And then next we'll go into a future state map where we come up with a plan to close the gap from current to future state over the next six, nine months, maybe 12 months out. However, before we can create the future state map, I like to walk the teams through an ideal state discussion. So I first ask the team to think of the following. How would you set up this process if you were starting from scratch with no boundaries, all the money, all the people, all the resources you wanted, along with the following principles in place? The reason I ask them to do this is to help them think outside the box and break away from the current structure and limitations of today's process. So here are the principles and concepts I ask them to think about for the ideal state process that will incorporate the key concepts of Lean and Six Sigma. First group is called principles. So no injuries, harm, or accidents. Immediate delivery after a request is received from a customer. One piece flow, or much smaller batch sizes than what they're currently doing. Balance and stagger the work times and the resources with the process variability and demand fluctuations. Pull based on actual customer demand, not a schedule or forecast. Zero defects and minimal inspection and testing. Minimal waste, which would be the different types of waste, Tim Woods or the eight types of waste. Minimal touches or movements. No workarounds or partial completions. Everything done right the first time, all the way through. Optimize the value stream with no sub-optimization for individual processes or departments. Standards defined and followed for the value-added activities. The next category is space. Having a visual workplace where it's easy to see the current status and identify problems. Having minimal warehouse floor space. Right-sizing the equipment and the tools for the job. Co-location of the resources across the value stream. Having them located and seated as close to possible with each other. Now in a digital space, that gets a little bit more challenging. So figuring out ways to open up communication channels across the, all the different departments in that value stream. I've seen some groups that are doing live uh, Zoom calls that they just leave it up and running all day long so they can jump in and quickly talk to each other. And then right-sizing or minim- minimizing the inventory. The next section is called management. The first is proactive management with a focus around prevention, not reaction and firefighting, where leaders are coaches, not telling people what to do. Having ownership across the entire value stream. Having dedicated time for improvements for their staff and employees. And having a mindset for data and process-driven decision-making. The next category is time. No unplanned equipment or system downtime. No waiting for decisions or approvals. Short and frequent changeovers using SMED techniques of your products and services, and just-in-time supplier deliveries with no shortages. Next section is employees. 
having employees that are cross-trained and agile who can jump in and fill in where needed, engaged employees who help solve problems, and minimizing or having no overtime or overburden or stress. And finally, on the business impacts, minimal costs to doing and offering the value-added services and products, no environmental wastes, and no negative impact on society or the local community. Then I asked the team, what would your process look like with these concepts in place? Sometimes I help them create a physical map of that ideal state, but other times we just talk about the concepts and capture the key themes and features of the ideal state, especially if you are running behind and during the event, which happens pretty often at this stage. With this new way of thinking, I find that the future state map ends up being much more transformational and forward thinking compared to processes where we don't use an ideal state. So what are your experiences with ideal state mapping? Or what other concepts do you consider in an ideal state? Feel free to leave a message or a question for me through the Anchor app. And thanks for listening. LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com has a list of glossary items about popular process improvement terms, along with a history of Lean and Six Sigma methods, and key influencers like Dr. Edward Stemming, Henry Ford, Taichi Ono, Shigeo Shingo, and many more. You can also learn how to access affordable Lean and Six Sigma training and certification. Visit LeanSixSigmaDefinition.com.